<laughs> Happy Victory Monday. Finally, at long last, Gilbert Brown is here for the Go Dads Go podcast with me, Robin, and Brian to talk about a Packers win. Oh, it felt so good. You know, guys, I was sitting there in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. We have a two-score lead. <laughs> like, I'm so used to stressing about clock management and, like, putting together a, a drive to get back in the game with eight minutes to play, and I didn't know how to handle it. I don't think any of us did. Mm. Different, different, different opportunity, man. It was a – it's one of those things where – uh it's been 45 days since I last win. 45. I, had, I didn't even know the day count, but it <laughs> sure felt like every one of those 45 days. Victory Monday for sure. Yep. I, I don't care that it was against Brett Rippon. <laughs> I, I don't. You know, a lot of people are saying like, oh, well, he's just a backup quarterback. Like, we beat someone we were supposed to beat. Let's be happy about that. Right. You know, and I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. Whether or not he's good, he's doing something that less than 1% of the population can do. Mm -hmm. So any given Sunday, these things, you know, we talk about. But it sure did feel good. So let's talk about let's talk about that. Not only is it Victory Monday, we scored a first half touchdown, guys. <laughs> been even longer, been even longer than forty five days since that happened. Jeez, it's been like what ninety days or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Week two, week two was the last time they scored in a touchdown in the first half. You know, you know, you know what, man? It, it, you sit up and you watch this, and uh, you know, you break down and you analyze all these games up to this point. And you got to say something, man. The defense, the defense, has been keeping us in these games. Now, if the offense don't scare score points, but the defense, if the offense is scoring points. And the defense is doing the job that they're doing. Our record could be totally different, man. You see what I'm saying? You got, I mean, we we give Joe Barry a hard time, man. But you got to sit back and really analyze all these games and see how the defense has been keeping those numbers down. Now, if our offense was scoring points, we would probably be looking at a different record, man. And, and you got to really pay attention to that. I mean, if you if you're really a football student of the game, defense has been playing well. I saw that this is like the first year that the defense is holding teams under 20 points a game since the Super Bowl defense in 2010. They've been, they've been playing really well, and. Who would have, who would have thought of this? Who would have thought, like before the season happened, that this would be, uh, you know, the well, offense, the offense is struggling and the defense is actually playing okay. I would say they're playing more than okay. 
I mean, look at who they were missing. They were missing both their starting safeties yesterday. Rasul Douglas was traded. So they're starting a seventh-round draft pick, Carrington Valentine at corner. And then Quay Walker was out, too. Well, I mean, missing the three safeties, was that a bad thing or is that a positive thing? Hey, 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 don't forget now, my man went out first quarter. Was it first, second quarter? I was going to say, and Kenny Clark had to leave, too. And defense was kind of depleted, and they still kicked ass yesterday. They sure did. The defensive linemen, particularly the rookies, Colby Wood, uh, Colby Wooden, and uh, Carl Brooks, all over the place. Mm -hmm. All over the place. Got an opportunity to play, and they took an opportunity and ran with it. They sure did. I wrote an article last night about how. The, this game really epitomized the Packers' season and, and people's outlook on Jordan Love. Like, in the second half, after Wicks's fumble and after Jones's fumble, they cleaned it up and they stopped making mistakes. They stopped getting in their own way. And I don't think Love was in any way, like, perfect at that in the at that point but he looked a lot better because his receivers weren't dropping passes and the o line wasn't was was opening up holes for the run game against a pretty good defensive line Aaron Donald's no slouch he's one of yep. the best top tier defensive linemen in the league you know what I'm saying and we're moving the ball against him that shows you something Yep, yep. I mean, you know, he's even though Jenkins has kind of had his way sometimes with uh Aaron Donald, still is still really you know Hall of Famer, basically. So, yeah, what did um, aside from like the rookie plays and on defense and everything, what really to you guys stood out from the from the win? Like, what was different about this game than the previous four? Mm. The run blocking was better, I would say that. Um, it just seemed like the receivers weren't dropping as many balls. And what else? I just the offense wasn't. Make as many mistakes. I mean, they still have those two fumbles, but other than that, they didn't have like RPO plays where nobody was running routes. <laughs> yeah, that I just felt like they were playing with so much more confidence. Yeah, you can tell the you can tell the the, the attitude was different, man. You know what I'm saying? You can tell that the attitude was different. Don't know why. Um, but the attitude was different. You know, maybe maybe it's time, you know, it's, it's starting to be the second half of the season, you know. Maybe these guys are starting to wake up now, you know what I'm saying? Certain areas, certain guys. I mean, I think uh, the offensive and defensive line play with a little more authority this game, you know what I mean? Um, time will tell because uh, going into Pittsburgh, that's a tough place to play, you know. 
I said on my uh, other podcast or, or, or whatever I got over there with Earl, um, there's about three or four teams with storied franchises where, you know, you know how I mean, Mike Tyson used to box. He wanted to fight before he the dude even put his gloves on, you know. Yeah. So if you're riding up to these stadiums, there's doubt in your mind. And, you know, Lambeau Field was one. Pittsburgh was two. Kansas City was three, you know, maybe two or three more. But those three-story franchises, sometimes you lost a game before you got off the bus. Hmm. You know what I mean? So Pittsburgh is a, is, is a tough place to play. And their fan base is awesome, just like ours, just like Kansas City. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game for them. But if they're going in with this win and a confidence, they might can they can might step out of there with a win. Do you guys think Jordan Love is a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett? I mean, not that it matters because it like they're not going like toe to toe against each other, but the quarterback play, I think, is going to be very interesting in that game. Yeah, it will be. Um, I think it kind of depends on what you mean by what your definition is um, of better is. Like, but yeah, I think, I mean, he obviously has a better arm. Uh, he's a better athlete. So at least, I mean, even the upside there is better. Um, I mean, if you swapped him right now, would, would, would the records be any different? I don't know. Who's guess, it, who's talking about the quarterback for Pittsburgh? Yeah. Never heard of. Him. <laughs> Never heard of. Him. I'm keeping Jordan Love. I saw something. I think CJ Stroud already has more career touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And That's Kenny Pickett was the Steelers starter last year, too. Yep. So yeah, I I mean to Gilbert's point, I think that the defense is definitely going to have to, I don't want to say win the game for the Packers, but they're going to have to keep us, keep us in the game. Yeah, yeah. because you, you can't let Kenny Pickett beat you, right? And the run defense needs to be as good as they were yesterday. I was really impressed with how many no gains and tackles for loss there were in the Rams run game because you had not just the defensive line plug in holes, but you had, I mean, Isaiah McDuffie was playing like a man on fire and he was just there before a play could even get going. Yeah. Can you guys, can you guys imagine if the way this defense is playing, that we will be getting turnovers. It, I'm telling you, this season would be a whole different thing if we were getting turnovers and making things like that happen. Because I, I'm, I, I just, I just had to go back and look at certain things. You know, we'll play it through a way having this this record to be a different record. Plus, somehow, some way, getting that offense going. You know what I mean? Because even though we scored. And the uh, first half, that took a lot of effort, if you can tell. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just because of the gap between us even scoring again. 
You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man, let's put these things together. I mean, if we got to switch up the play calling or something, something, something got to change to where we can get into a rhythm and stay on top of that rhythm. You see what I'm saying? I really liked the heavy dose of Aaron Jones that Matt LaFleur put in the offense. He said before the game, like a few days before the game, that they were ready to unleash Aaron Jones. And to be honest, I did not believe him because of how rare it is for him to get a lot of carries. But he had 20 yesterday and four looks in the passing game. So 24 touches for Aaron Jones, I believe, is your key to victory. You know, I mean, he, he coughed up that one ball. But, you know, no one is really going to say don't give the ball to Aaron Jones because he has a fumble problem. Professionals make mistakes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like when, I, when I'm watching my son play and he jumps off sides and the coach is going ballistic. And I'm like, dude, come on. Come on, though. One, one off sides or two off sides. Okay. That's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? If he obituary just jumping off sides and crucial time, okay. But come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna eat that because he's gonna he's gonna make up for that. And that's the same thing with what, what happened with Aaron Jones yesterday. Okay, you know, thank God the defense bailed him out. You know what I'm saying? But he's a professional, he's gonna get that back for you. You know what I'm saying? So big deal. <laughs> No, plus that offsides call was it, it was weird. It didn't look right. Like two of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. On Runyon, both on Runyon. Yeah, but it didn't look like he was offsides. It, I mean, he even said that he's like, "That's the way I've been lining up since I started playing football." So I mean, it it, it was weird. Oh, he was all he was offsides by alignment. Supposedly. So like, the Packers did those two tush push plays or the love shove, if you will. <laughs> On, on fourth and short. Yeah. And on both instances, John Runyon was called for being offsides, for being like in the neutral zone or lined Hi. up with the ball. And apparently with this, this people hate the tush push for some reason because they can't stop it. And so they're trying to make it so that teams can't do it by making it like impossible to line up for it without committing a penalty. And even though he was lined up exactly where he should be, the referees told him he was in the neutral zone and it was a penalty. And both of those fourth and ones then went back to, you know, fourth and sixes and killed the drives. But, like, I think on the first one, they got, or maybe it was both of them, they got the first down. And they probably would have scored on those drives. At least that's what Runyon was saying. He's like, we were we were building, we were in a groove, we were gonna score. And they just I don't know. I don't agree with those. I think that I don't agree with people that don't like that play. I it, if you hate it so much, stop it. Figure out a way to stop it. Yep. Don't make rules against it because you can't figure out how to beat it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, beep. Uh I, I mean uh uh if 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 it was if it was bad then they should have uh and they got a first down on it 
then they should have threw the flag just to see. Now, if they agreed, that, that means the coaching staff must have agreed with it. Because sometimes you can get down in the in a stands and uh <clears throat> and 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 you your your stands will make you how do you say it elongate mm-hmm. or whatever it is yeah. more than what you thought it was as a player because of the way you stretched out. Because in the heat of the battle, man, I'm getting low. And sometimes you see a guy, you you will change your stance to get even lower, so that might have made him stretch out more you never know you gotta look at the tape there's there's screenshots where they're showing it and it doesn't look like he's offsides especially when they compare it to the philadelphia eagles oh my god lineup i mean it's the same if anything running is further back than the right guard for the eagles but are we watching his hand too because his (laughs) hand can be well they said it was his helmet Though. It was his helmet. So he said his normally helmet your was... hand, normally your hand is out more than your helmet. Normally. No, yeah, they said it was the helmet. Wow. Yeah, we yeah, watching it doesn't yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know, referees need to go see the optometrists. That, and, and that's that dude named the optometrist. <laughs> they need to go see him more and more because they don't pick up on nothing. You get some glasses at least, yeah. I guess new contacts. New brains. How about that? <laughs> you know who I really enjoyed watching yesterday? Hmm. Jair Alexander. Had fun yesterday, didn't he? He sure did. I mean, I don't – I mean, first of all, I think his back is feeling was feeling better. Mm-hmm. But he – he was playing – with a chip. And I don't know if it was because Rasul is gone and people are starting to doubt the defense, especially the DV room now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But he was like, hey. He should have had a turn here. on. Hey, he should have yeah. had a turn on yesterday. It, just in case y'all forgot. <laughs> just in case. Who the I man mean, is. He, he had that tip. That yep. ended up as an interception for Anthony Johnson. Yep. The new number 36, doing it proud. Wait, what's for Anthony Johnson? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I was sitting in the box with the the original 36. Oh, nice. What did he think? What did he think of that? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you can't say too much because a dude out there got 93 too. So, you know, I'm just sitting out there. We just hoping they do them numbers proud. No, but what did he think of the interception though? Oh, he loved it. Okay. You know, it's it's just to the point where Leroy is real technical with his stuff. You know, he's <laughs> he get to talking. You be like Leroy, get to the point, man. God damn. But he liked it, man. I mean, you know what was awesome about the whole day yesterday? About everything. The salute to the troops. That was awesome to see all them guys and and uh, afterwards they came into the box and. And and listen to some of the stories and um, uh, just just shaking their hands, man. I mean, it was a it was a World War II guy in there, man. Wow. I mean, really? I thought, the, oh, okay. I thought not, not many of those, not many of those guys around anymore. No, like a handful of them left, basically. It's it's oh my god! It was it was uh, it was it was uh, one of those things where man, you you you. 
you was a proud you are proud to just be close to those guys and to listen to some of the things they said. And they'll come up to us and they'll talk, about, oh man, you're so awesome. And I said, uh-uh. No, sir. We paper champions compared to y'all, man. Yep. We just chumps. Y'all champs. You know what I'm saying? God bless them. And I and I and I'm I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to be in the box with them. That's really cool. I know that you have done uh Leroy did it this year. The hunt for life. Mm-hmm. With uh for that. And I know that that is something that really helps the military families. Mm-hmm. I saw, I, I wrote an article because it was uh, Mr. Mayfield that helps partner with that, that Mr. Butler raised almost a million dollars for uh, military veterans and their families in that. That's a lot. That's a good job. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's, that's, uh, that's something to be uh be proud of man just because of them man you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, oh man i can i i can i can <laughs> i can talk about those guys all day just because when they sit up there talking about you know their football fans and their and their um uh, different things that they used to think about and went through and and, and 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 there's nothing like you know we talk about we always talk about we're in the trenches and we we battling and we doing this no <laughs> they're in the trenches and they're battling and they're doing the things and, and it's crazy man it's just it's just an awesome it's an awesome deal yeah it is it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah i think that I really like what the NFL does, Packers especially, with the salute to veterans every year and stuff. I think it's really, really important. So that that's awesome. That that's really cool that they were in the box with you too. It's like oh can't imagine how how awesome that might have been for everybody involved. So it's an eye opener. Yeah, okay. So the next thing I want to talk to you about, Gilbert, was the Cincinnati Bengals did something last night. What they do. They uh Joe Mixon, their running back, scored a touchdown and he jumped into the stands, which is you know normal, you know, guys do that. But the Bengals social media team goes, whenever you score a touchdown, the jungle jump hmm. is a must. And oh, I was like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. The jungle jump. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I've, I've heard that. I think I've heard that that before, too, but the jungle jump. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean, you know, if it's, it's, it's all right to be flattered and, 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 and people imitate life and all that other stuff. You know, I, I mean, I'm getting calls, you know, some kid just did the grave digger on the, on the, on the, um, on the college level and doing this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, Hey man, you know, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some things that's a Lambeau field original. Yeah. 
Sure. Get your own thing. Get your own thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh Packers fans were not Packers fans were not having it. So, nope. A lot of the response like the what? <laughs> the jungle jump. Are you for real? Come on, Excuse dude. Me. I, I think that Mr. Leap 36 has something to say about that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon. I mean, got you see guys jump into the stands all the time in football games, not just at Lambeau Field, but no one else has put a name on it because the original. Yep. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, that's that's that should be the rule. If you're gonna do it, do it, but don't change the name. No. Yeah. Don't, try, don't try to make it your own. Right. Don't do that. Just like they got the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, win a Super Bowl before you even try to try something like that. Just silly to me. Absolutely silly. So, I had to bring that up though, because I knew that I knew that Gilbert spent the day yesterday with with Leroy and and you were on the. I believe you were there, right? When yeah. when it was uh when Reggie lateral to yeah Leroy and yeah. yeah 19 1993 one of the coldest games in Lambo It's I was been there. 30 years 30 years since the first Lambo leap. Isn't that crazy? Yep. That's crazy. And now these clowns and where Cincinnati Cincinnati yeah. gonna rename it and 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 call it their own. Are you kidding me? The jungle jump where there's no there is no jungle in that city. <laughs> yeah, how do you get bangle for Cincinnati, right? Not just that, like calling it the jungle jump. There's no there's not like is there even any forests in Cincinnati? Maybe at the zoo, but yeah, exactly. Nothing, yeah, so it doesn't make sense. They could have, I mean, it could be worse. They could have called it the icky. The Icky Woods jump for joy or something in the stands. <laughs> I think that would actually be better than the jungle jump. <laughs> that at least kind of makes sense. But I don't know. It's just uh, that's somebody with too much time on their hands. Social media interns, man. Of course. So, like, so there was that. Let's go back to the Packers a bit. And we we talked about Rasul Douglas being traded, but we we mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it. What um obviously the defense responded really well. What um message do you think or what were your original thoughts when you heard that they traded Rasul Douglas? Opening the floor to either one. Oh, I was surprised. I mean, I mean, I kind of understood it at the same time, but like, I was surprised because I thought if they're gonna trade anybody, they're gonna trade like maybe Preston or, or something like that. One of the guys that's, or like, yeah. But Rasul, I was like, yeah, it, it didn't make sense. It, it kind of made sense, but it didn't make sense. Like, especially with Stokes' injury and Jair still kind of not being one hundred percent and stuff like that. I was like. Eh, like I don't know, I didn't think it was gonna happen. 
you know, I thought obviously it was a possibility. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I kind of didn't like the trade because yeah, because he is what he is. He's basically was the heart of that defense. You know, he's the guy that <clears throat> was the the guy that would talk and speak up and t- tell guys when they weren't doing their job right and that they, you know lining up wrong and and dropping the wrong coverage and and whatnot. You know, and he was you know he was like the he's basically he was basically the leader of that defense. Um, so that part about it I didn't like, uh, and the, but the compensation was okay, I guess. Um, I kind of agreed with Andy Herman. He said it probably probably wouldn't better if it was like a third for a, a, a six, I think he said, or whatever it was. I said a third for a fifth, but uh, I think the compensation was fairly decent. Worried about that third round pick though. <laughs> well, they got to use that to move up to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, there you go. I think uh, I think Joe Barry Joe Barry knows something. Something happened to where he became expendable, and 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 he got something. He, he got to be something under under his sleeve. One of those young guys or somebody there has opened his eyes to something, or maybe Russell's Douglas, Douglas mouth got him into certain things that uh, you never know. You never know with with, with the way it goes. Yeah, but, I mean they said. Gudikin said, like, Rasul's vocalness had nothing to do with it, but what's he supposed to say, right? Is he going to come out and say, yeah, he ran his mouth, so we ran him out? <laughs> no, one, no, one, no one likes the guys that speak their mind. They want you to stay in your place and keep your mouth to a minimum. You know what I'm saying? If you're outspoken, if you're going to be outspoken, you got to be one hell of a player. You know, don't make it easy for them to get rid of you. You got to be one hell of a player, you know, for them to for you to be running your mouth and saying things against the grain. <laughs> yeah, the Packers generally don't like that. <laughs> no. no, I wasn't a really big fan of the trade, but one game afterwards, I'm, I'm I, I like Carrington Valentine, so. And he's a rookie. I do understand that, like, it's a developmental year. They want to see what they have with these guys. And Valentine answered the call. I believe I saw he was targeted seven times and didn't give up a single catch. Yep, yep. And I don't expect him to be like that, like, every week, you know. He's a rookie. Defenses or offenses will find things on tape to expose, and then he's going to have to adjust. But one game into the Carrington Valentine era, and I'm I like it. <laughs> but you, you talked about something. You mentioned something though, Gilbert. I wanted to ask your opinion. There is no name more despised by Packers fans right now than Joe Barry. <laughs> is he actually doing enough to earn a contract extension with this defense? I mean, I get, I get, you know what? I get mad at Joe Barry too sometimes, but right now I got to defend him, man. He keeping us in these games. You understand what I'm saying? If the numbers, if they were beating us 45 to such and such, or even even 30, 28, you know what I'm saying? 
but he's keeping us in these games with the defense that he has. And I keep saying, if the offense was scoring points, our record would be different. This defense is the only thing keeping the Green Bay Packers afloat. Special teams ain't doing well. Offense ain't doing well. Defense is keeping us afloat. So you got to take your hat off to Joe Bear. I can't, I can't, I can't bash the man all the time. And and me right now, he might be worth another year. He might be. Yeah, I I, I shouldn't say extension because I don't know what the contract says. Contract is. But no, I'm not sure either. I I I assumed that this was the last year of the contract, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either offhand. Um it would be really hard though. Like and I have criticized Joe Barry too in the past, but it would be really hard if this defense goes through the entire year allowing less than 20 points per game to say that he wasn't good enough. I mean if, it, <clears throat> if it's through the whole season by the end of the season I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, there's still a lot more evaluation that has to go on, of course. Well, yeah, and then you take the last few years into context. Well, yeah, because you also have to look at who, body of work. Yeah, because you have to look at who you're playing and the court. Like, because if say for the rest of the season, like they don't allow they don't allow more than 20 points the rest of the season, but like they're playing a bunch of backup quarterbacks the rest of the season, then like okay, then that's got to be skewed a little bit. But. um I, don't know. I think he's probably gone regardless, unless unless they start playing like a top ten defense or something like that. But just my opinion. I sure would like to see more takeaways, though. I feel like we dropped so many interceptions. Yeah. You know, going back to your point, Gilbert, before about if the offense plays better, I made this point I think with you last week or a couple weeks ago. But like, if you look at the Packers losses. The only loss that was like, wow, that was a bad, bad game. Detroit. Lose the Detroit game. <laughs> yeah, he knew it. But like all the other losses, Falcons, Raiders, Broncos. Yeah. What if one play in those games goes differently, we win the game. And, or just score. Yeah, right. Yep. That, well, yeah, on offense. But even like in Atlanta, I'm thinking like Jair had green in front of him on a pick six that he dropped. Like, yep. They sure do drop a lot of interceptions. Well, we do. We sure do drop a lot of passes on offense. <laughs> That's true. That is true. We need to, we need to spend an hour on the jugs machine every day. All of everybody. Get on it. I guess they, turnover yeah. Thursdays is not 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 working enough. They got to do turnover Tuesday also. Yeah, yeah. Was like one of the changes Matt Lafleur made in practice last week was spending one entire day devoted to like forcing turnovers or something yeah. like that. Hey, turnover Thursday. That's what they're calling it. Turnover Thursday, and it's like, why didn't you? Why don't you do that every week? Why isn't every defensive practice like turn get the ball? Well, I don't they, understand. They're doing turnover Tuesday. 
uh, Thursday, then they should be doing route running Wednesday. <laughs> For real, though. I thought that the routes were a lot better, obviously, in the second half. But I was really worried that first half, the receivers dropping passes and some of those routes, I was like, man, this is a lot of the same old, same old. And and what happened to the tight end? Which one? Musgrave? I mean, just tight end play, period. I mean, we were, got- so, we were so tight end, seen tight end flats. You know, we don't really. I mean, they got. They, got well, they busted rookies. it out in the second half. Huh? And they busted it out in the second half yesterday. Musgrave had a touchdown. Yep. His first touchdown. Of a square. Why, why are we waiting until mid-season to do all this? Because a bunch of rookie tight ends, and it's a huge learning curve coming to the NFL for tight ends. There's so many plays, examples. You can go back and look where Musgrave made a mistake. He ran the wrong, wrong route or, or rounded off his route instead of cutting it and wrong steps. And same thing with Kraft and Sims and those guys. So it's just – it's a process for those tight ends. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know, but I getting Musgrave going is going to be huge. I just don't like that he always falls down every time he catches the ball. Even on the touchdown he had, he stumbled a little bit before getting in. Like, his balance is terrible. Yeah, did you see I tweeted about that yesterday? Yeah, I tweeted about that, like, I think it was yesterday or something like that. He's like, it's, he's like that, um... The baby deer that was just born, and he's learning to walk, and he's stumbling, bumbling all the time. Like, I don't, I don't get. He's, he's been, I don't get it. Like, it's the twenty-four-year-old man. It's like as if he's still growing into his body or something. Like he's a teenager. I just, I don't know. I just hope that it, once he gets his balance down, he's going to be Travis Kelsey. <laughs> if. I mean that's his ceiling. He's he's that good. But you're right, Gilbert. Like they have not. We came in the season expecting so much tight end play because Rodgers was gone and Rodgers hated throwing to the middle of the field, and and love love doesn't care. Love will throw the ball, you know. And. You know what? I think when I when I watched Love and I was in the box, man, the timing, sometimes his timing with these receivers is kind of off, you know? Yeah. And I was just sitting, I was I was standing behind Antonio Freeman and and um he was watching a play where um uh Jordan Love took a shot to the end zone with one of the receivers, and Antonio just knew it from the fight, throw it right now, throw it right now. And that would have, but he held it and he held it, you know what I'm saying? To the point where if he'd have threw that ball right now, that'd have been six, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's, uh, 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 being, being told something, but he, he gotta, he gotta, he gotta open it up, man. He gotta, he gotta be confident in what he's doing, you know, and I, and I, and I'm sure he got the coach in one ear and, and another coach in the other ear, but. You know, I, I can see glimpses of of Jordan Love. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a good quarterback, man. We just gotta give him some give him some love and some patience. You know what I mean? No pun intended. 
<laughs> and that timing, though, Gilbert, is something I think that I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you have said that even sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for three years, that timing is not something he learns by sitting. No. No. He he's gonna need he you needed need yesterday. He needed he needs plays like that to happen so yeah. that he learns. And it may not be the last time it happens. We may have to wait till next year to see that timing. But mark that. my words, man. Next year you're gonna see a different Jordan Love. Mark my words. I am telling you, you're gonna see a different quarterback next year. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, the thing is true about the timing. It takes time to to get the timing down. I mean, no and you can't get that. You can't get that in the on the practice. I mean, you can kind of get a little get a little bit in the practice field, but you know, it's it's, it's you got to be you got to do it in the games and stuff. And you know, he he hasn't played a whole lot in three years before before this year. No substitute for game action. Yep. None. None whatsoever. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Is that did we cover everything? I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think we covered everything. I think that uh, the trip this week to Pittsburgh is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, man. But I, you know what? This attitude I saw last game, if they carry it, if they carry that into Pittsburgh, we're gonna have we 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 might have us another win. Maybe we'll have a chance, <laughs> at least. This may be my just being Wisconsin esque, but my whole thing is you gotta you gotta keep TJ Watt off of Jordan Love. I think if they can pass protect against TJ Watt, <laughs> I, I think that they have a good chance. Kilbert's face. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, offense line got to come to play. They got to yes. come to play, but. They handed uh, uh Aaron Donald only had I think he had one sack, but he was sack? Huh. yeah, like it was like late. I think it was when Carlson hit his second field goal oh. down in the in the red zone. <clears throat> like he got through and Love was scrambling. It looked like Love was like gonna oh, run it. He was like right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now, yeah, yeah. He literally looked like he had open grass open green grass to make it and then Donald yeah, and up or Donald like got him by the ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember, yeah. But, like, Donald's coming from the interior, and for all the crap that we've been giving Josh Myers, he's had a pretty good year in pass protection. Compared to last year, yeah. Compared to last year. But I right think that now, Zach, Zach right Tom now. is going to be. Mm. Right now, who, who would you say is our best offensive lineman? Would I would say, say Zach Thomas. I'd say Jenkins. I'd say Jenkins. I would say historically Jenkins is, but I just think Zach Thomas is playing better. I think Jenkins is playing better. Zach Thomas is the, Tom the left tackle? Right tackle. Right tackle. Right tackle. Number what? 50. 50. Okay. Who's the, what's the other number on the other side? So yesterday they had Yash. I think he's 73, right, Brian? Yeah. And then Rashid Walker is sixty-three. Yeah, sixty. Yeah. Okay. 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 So yeah, that they they've been swapping them two out, right? Just yesterday, last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, they, they swapped they, them out too, right? 
Watson? No, they swapped him out last week too, didn't they? Yeah, they benched Walker. Walker started yeah. after Bakhtiari got hurt, and then they benched him last and week. put in Nyman. But Nyman hurt his ankle, I think. Yeah. And so they put Walker back in. Right. And then this week, Nyman started. And I don't know. I wasn't watching closely enough to see what he did wrong to get benched, but he got benched. I thought Nyman got, Nyman got injured. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I think he got injured this week. Okay. Because so I thought he was playing a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. The offensive line is definitely going to be key next week, though. Yep. With um, Watt. I mean, Watt is good. And then... I mean, just the rest of the season, that's going to be key. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> like, hopefully they don't face a TJ Watt every week. Facing a lot of good pass rushers this year, so... Yeah, but <laughs> I understand. But, like, Watt has won some games single-handedly for Pittsburgh this year. With his defense. Yep. He, if it's going to be a close game, if it's going to be a defensive slugfest, you got to keep their best defensive player at bay, and he is their best defensive player. Yep. I hope that they don't task the tight ends with blocking him (laughs) only, like they did Max Crosby against the Raiders. That was just ridiculous. And knowing how the offensive line has played, they're probably going to put line up Watt on the left side a lot. The defense yeah. is right, offense is left. You know. Yeah, so I mean, I would attack. Him. I would attack Walker before I would attack Tom. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably will. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I expect a lot of AJ Dillon in there to, as an extra blocker in the backfield. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, everyone. Hey, happy Victory Monday again. It was awesome. Thank you, Gilbert, for your time. Thank you, Brian, for your time. Thank you all for listening. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Oh.